0: Hey
1: everybody, David here and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, I'm once again joined by Brian Pollack and we speak to Adam Liu, a multi-shop owner from New York. We talk about whether it's possible to build a positive culture in your shop without it coming off as fake. Before we get started, don't forget to set this podcast to automatically download the latest episode. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast player and make sure you check out our content on YouTube. And now, here we go. How do you manage running a business in New York City? Without going absolutely insane. Oh, I'm crazy and insane. You are insane because you stay in business without, I don't know, getting shut down by the government. I I think I would piss off somebody somewhere (laughs) at some bureaucrat's office at some point and they would come in with like full swat to shut me down.
2: Yeah, it's not easy, man. It's a tough place to be, tough customers, uh government is not on your side it's tough it's not it's not fun sometimes but you know it's home
1: is that is that how you like kind of like reason it in your head
2: yeah pretty much well then like um at this point I'd be quitting if uh
1: if i were to shut down and move or move to another state or whatever so do you see it as quitting or is it like because you got to think somebody is, is going to be willing to put up with it. I, I don't know who likes it, but there's got to be somebody. Yeah. We're, we're oh not yeah, no, in the city. Yeah, this is, we don't like I it. I enjoy, you know, finding the approved container for this one liquid because, you know, somebody <laughs> petitioned <laughs> the government. And so it's got to be labeled this way with these markings. Otherwise, like, figuring are going to get a $5,000 fine
3: how much, or whatever. How many, cubic feet of liquid your moat around your used oil has to
2: hold you enjoy that well see here's the thing um we have so many people that live here that most uh shops really fly under the radar uh unfortunately for us we don't so we do have to deal with all that nonsense but i mean we manage manage.
1: how how does that even work though so the these shops these bureaucrats have to know that hey, everybody's working on vehicles on the down low because we have so many rules and regulations that makes it impossible to run a business, near impossible to run a business legitimately. Mm-hmm. And they just—they don't care. They just ignore it, or
3: some of these guys are crafty. Man, we have—I mean, we got guys, and you know, we're not nearly. I'm in the other end of the state, Adam. I near Buffalo. Okay, and, um, and um,
1: that's a whole different world. Yeah, there,
3: right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got we got guys that rent freaking storage units and work on cars and storage units, man. Like, I've seen it. Like, that's you know, are, yeah, are that's a different deal.
2: That's definitely different from what we experience here. It's just there's a you know there's a certain culture that comes with uh, being in a big city, and obviously, the, pretty much the biggest city in in uh, in this country, and you know, it's so multicultural. Um there's also the you know the history of of how New York is you know obviously predominantly democrat um also with the all of the former uh widespread corruption of the 1800s you know Tammany Hall and um the tenements and all that stuff and all the sweeping reforms that this this uh the city's uh had to you know, make over the last, I don't know, 200 years or whatever the case may be. And, um, it's just, it, there's a very unique culture here and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, you know, like, and and also you got to figure that the the driving culture here is very different too. You know, I mean, even me personally, uh, I, I own two shops in Queens, one shop in Long Island, and I probably drive 5,000 miles a year. Um, (laughs) And, uh, but, you know, you know, but also a lot of stop and go stuff, a lot of, it's still, you know, we still beat up on cars here, especially the roads and whatnot. So it's a, it's a weird thing, you know? So it's, it's very different than like other places where you, you can count on like certain mileage driven, um, service intervals, that sort of thing. You don't have that here. You know, it's, it's just, it's a different thing, but we, we see probably worse cars than most places because, you know uh, a car that gets to be driven on the highway for um you know miles and miles at a time it's going to be so much less stress than a car that stop and go stop and go and smashing over pothole over pothole yeah
3: yeah i you know? absolutely so, agree
2: yeah it's totally different but um you know it's got it's obviously it's got its uh, share problems
1: so are all three shops BMW shops
2: now, well, we have two European shops and we have one uh, non-Euro shop. So that's, I guess, general repair. Um, and actually, if, if you want to take it further, our Long Island shop does serve the community out there because it's it's a different market than our Queens locations. Um, our Queens locations are a little bit, um, obviously, they're in an urban setting. Um, our first location was Euro only and still is. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though our, our third location in Long Island is branded the same, um, we're certainly open to serving, you know, non-European cars. Because if we're going to go and shake hands and kiss babies in the community, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, if they don't drive a BMW or a Mercedes, and, then we can't help them. And, you know, we're, we're there to obviously be, a, be a, a resource.
1: Lucas and I have been telling you about parts tech for a while now
0: Click the link in the show notes to get started.
2: Send the benefits to the community out there. And so it's just a different, it's a different thing, but yeah, if that's kind of a long-winded answer to your question.
1: Not really. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I see, I see a lot of shops are like into the community involvement. I I, I struggle with that a little bit. Uh, my community involvement is, uh, making sure that, uh, your car is not clapped out and that you don't kill somebody on the road. Uh, so there's my community involvement. Uh, and then that's it. But there, you know, there are shops that are in the Midwest that, you know, are hev- heavily involved in charities and oh, yeah. I don't know, like local, I don't, I don't even know. Like when people say commute involved in the community, I don't even know what that means. Like activities i don't know what activities i'm supposed to involve myself in what is it you guys do
2: um
1: well i mean the funny thing
2: is i'm I'm pretty weak in that in that area um it's something i'm looking to get into just because uh with the with the growth if we're gonna get into different markets that are more suburban than urban um there's going to be a kind of a need to be a little bit more visible in the community. So for instance, like, you know, our Queens locations, um, we have very fragmented communities here. um, If you can even call them that, Um, they're also very uh, orientated around neighborhoods, different ethnic enclaves. And, um, and, and also we have so many people here that uh, people just live differently, right? Like they don't read their mail. They, they, they go on Google for everything, which is uh, obviously it's, it's, it's prevalent everywhere, but um, like direct mail absolutely does not work in, um, in our Queens locations. Uh, however, you know, uh, internet marketing does pay-per-click Kevin good SEO, that sort of thing. Um, and community involvement probably wouldn't work as well here because there's less of a community to speak of. Um, yeah. There's less uh, you know, organizations that sort of thing. Yeah,
3: There's, there's no baseball team for you to sponsor.
2: Right. 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 It's, it's, it's harder to, you know, I mean, there is, but at the same time, it's, it's, you know, what kind of benefit are we going to get? And also are we going to give for doing such things versus our, like our Long Island location? Um, we can actually make a difference in the community. People care a lot more. There's a lot more, um, activities and, uh, and events and stuff that's going on. And so it makes more sense. And man, I, you know, uh, I got plenty of friends that have shops, like you just mentioned, in the Midwest, and they're heavily involved in their communities and stuff. And it, it definitely helps their business, but it's also kind of a cool thing because it's like, well, you know, if we're going to spend money on marketing, uh, we're going to spend money anyway, right? You know, to get, yeah. to get people to call, to get people to the door. And if and I was just talking to one of my managers today about this. I said, you know, hey, if we could spend money and it benefits somebody and we could still, you know, make money, then that's, that's a win-win. Right. And, um, and, and to be fair, I'm not the best at it. I'm really in the infancy stages of really understanding how all that stuff works, but man, there's some, some shops out there. I was just, I was just at a meeting, um, in Colorado and you know, one of, one of the guys, um, he, I think he said to date, he's donated 37 cars to the Ronald McDonald house, which I thought was pretty freaking cool. You know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool, and um, you know, there's a there's a there's bunch a
1: certain of- level though of like self promotion. I think makes it icky for me. Now it you, can you, you it can like, but it the can. fact that you're like, in order for it to work, in order for it to be be any kind of benefit for the business. There has to be like you got to call the papers, you got to call the local news people to come out, news story on you, slap it all over your website, post it all over social media. Look what this yeah. great thing that we did, and I don't know that just it undercuts the the entire intent. Like I understand that you're doing it for business purposes, but it doesn't come off that way. It's like hey. Um, you look, know, at we're me. doing this. Yeah, well, yeah. it's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look that way. It comes off as I'm doing this altruistic thing. We're doing yeah. this very charitable thing to give back to the community to do this good thing with some of the profits that we make within the business, which is great. But the fact that there has to be self promotion involved for it to even be a benefit to the business. Look, we we rebuilt a Subaru for a family that had moved in. Uh, they they um, after Hurricane Maria. The, the U.S. government was shipping people from Puerto Rico into the middle of the country because, you know, they're, everything got decimated. The entire town has mm-hmm. gone, right? And so they're taking families and they're moving them into areas here in Kansas City. And some of these people, like, they, they showed up with nothing. They don't have the clothing. They don't have a car. And they set them up with an apartment or a house. And the government's like, hey, we're going to give you, like, 1200 bucks a month. We're going to pay for your house. Uh, make it work. And so they were looking for donations. We had this car it was all beat up and we ended up rebuilding the Subaru. And then we just handed the people the keys and we like, okay, there you go. Thanks. And that was it. Go register it. Bye. Yeah. There was you know,
3: no dog and pony show. You yeah, just, there was no dog kind of and it. pony
1: show, and I I thought about it after the fact, and I'm like, I probably should have done a dog and pony show.
3: No, maybe not a full on one, but maybe a
1: maybe. <laughs> I, a, I just yeah. I can't do it, man. I just maybe a 4H H do dog it. and
3: pony show. Yeah, I,
1: I I don't know. I just I it feels icky for me to do it. it so, and it, it like I, I struggle like I'm building a website for the shop right now, and I have to write copy, and, and I'm and it's so. Um, I don't I don't know. It's it's so it's self, uh, self-aggrandizing. The copy that you have to write like, "Oh, we're the greatest. We we're, we're excellent." And you want to you want to give that off. You want to make sure the customers know, "Hey, we know what we're doing and we're going to do the the best for you. We're going to try to do our best possible job. And by the way, my guys are very competent. They go through a lot of training. We do we we're well equipped. All that, right? But at the same time, like that's not enough. Like you have to talk about oh we're the best at this and we're greatest at that blah blah blah. And I don't know, it just... No, yeah, I just yeah get gets what you mean. a little tricky. I, I think
2: I, I totally understand where you come from, David. And I mean, like it's kind of funny because um, you know, like like you had mentioned, it feels icky when you're self promoting. But I also look at it from this point of view, and it's it's taking me a, a little while to kind of get it to, to to come around to it. The idea it's like, hey, look, you know, are you doing something good? you know for some people let's say charitable events or something for the community yeah and for you to for anybody to make it sustainable uh they need to make money from it right yeah. so um i mean it's also it, it's it's like it's like it's like do i that's why i don't like the idea of like sponsoring a little league team because what is that really doing i mean Nothing really, you know, um, and also it's not sustainable because if I'm going to write, let's say a $500 check every year, maybe if I don't, if I'm not seeing anything from it as a business, from a business perspective, because a business, I mean, we can, we can talk all the BS, what we want about how like businesses should give back, blah, blah, blah. A business is in existence to make money you know that's the, they're, oh, yeah. they exist to make money right they exist to make a profit 100%. so if a business is using its resources and not turning a profit from it whatever they're doing is not sustainable right because if you take a little bit of a hit one year you're not going to be able to do it anymore however if you're going to do something else say for instance fundraising right where you know you're 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 doing something um that you can continuously do uh, whether it's you know fundraising for a school or whatever and um and you're doing something where you know now you're going to get the community involved and now you're getting good press from it and um and also you're 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 still giving back um that's something that you're going to be able to continuously do because there is a benefit to the business from such a, a thing that you're doing right so
1: um you know that it, makes sense yeah that 100% makes sense like that clicks in my head i'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at it like The business is helping raise funds. the 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 promotion, or at least the promotional aspect of it, then becomes required. Like you're not going to raise funds unless you're putting your name out there and you're talking about the 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 charity and who it benefits. And oh, by the way, who's doing this fundraising? Oh, it's so and so shop. Does that make sense?
3: I I think now
1: it becomes necessary to do the self promotion. I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm thinking this out in my head, and I'm talking yep, about yep. doing it. <laughs> that yeah, that makes perfect sense. Rather than hey, look at well, this great thing that we did, and yeah, I, I need to talk about how we did this great thing, and otherwise it doesn't pay.
3: And I think I th- it kind of points out the difference in markets. So like what Adam, what Adam is mentioning, I'm like, what do you, what do you mean you don't get? What do you mean there's no ROI on cutting a five hundred dollar check for putting a bunch of shirts on a bunch of little league kids? I think that that like really points out. They, you know, There's not one answer for every place because we sponsor oh, little league
1: I, I team. I 100% tell you that there is almost no ROI yeah. in sponsoring a little league team. You don't think so? Hell no. Not I, a bit. I, I, think, I don't, guarantee you. I, I, like, oh, I got you. this one customer this one time. It's like, great. Congratulations. You may have recovered your investment, but you know what you do 100%. Adam, you just had a kid, right? Yes. Okay, so when he gets into sports and, or whatever, whatever activity, you're, you are going to want to sponsor that activity. You're going to be like, you know what? It's an investment in my kid, also a tax write-off because it's just another expense, and it benefits the kid. You see what I'm saying? Like, So all of a sudden, your kid's Little League team is going to be like well outfitted because you want your kids to have the best. And so, like, now you oh, – yeah, I'll cut a $2,500 check or whatever and pay for the kid's equipment and the name on the back of the shirt and whatever. And you have – you could give two craps whether there will be a return on your investment.
2: Well, yeah. he, here's also something else to think about, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe me and Dave are a little, a little similar in this way because Dave is uh, a bit cynical. I am very cynical. So, when me, it comes down to it, right? Yeah. So, listen about- – Look, I mean, am I ever going to buy or participate in uh, um, anything that is like a spot? Like, let's say my kid's Little League team and there's a company that's sponsoring their, their uniforms or what have you. you know, do I think that I'm going to you know, use those services? Probably not because that's just not who I am. You know? But at the same time, I mean, if everybody was like me, that would be a problem. You know, um, so I, I guess we have to we have to believe that there are people out there that are gonna look at it from a perspective of like, oh, well, this company's great. They're they're sponsoring yeah. this little league team and you know, I, let's I support think them.
3: In our community, I think that there is benefit to having our name and our brand posted in certain places. Um we've done it with uh little league baseball teams. Uh, we've we've sponsored we sponsored a kid at rodeo. Uh, we've sponsored a, a ton of little snowmobile racers, dirt bike racers. Uh, too many race cars. Um, the one that we definitely went in the hole in is one year we bought a race car and ran it. That that's a horrible idea. Don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a horrible um, idea. Yeah, that's yeah, a good I mean, way. To, like, if you want to just like spend forty thousand dollars and have no ROI, like that's a great way to do it.
1: I, I think the the problem though is that you want to at the end of the day you want to tie that dollar to a return. So you spend the dollar. You want to see seven of them come back and you want to know that that there's, dollar, there's no way to track that metric. Back. Right. Well, there's no way to track point, that metric. But that's it becomes, the issue. If there's no way to track it, then there's no, there's, it
3: drives people like you
1: nuts. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. It's just, it's not, it's not an investment at that point. It's throwaway money. You're shooting if in the dark
2: that's
3: what you do yeah Yeah. it's 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 a sunk cost you're shooting in the dark and you're hoping for the best
1: yeah the the problem though is that uh, and i was having a conversation with i forgot the gentleman's name and i feel bad that i cannot remember his name um we were at the um the eye scan event in in utah lucas and i were talking and this shop owner like closed down a shop and everybody in the shop went to this iScan scan training event with, through the, uh, through Cecil and the Institute. Right. And I, I, am like, Hey, what's the ROI for this training event? And, and, you know, we talked about it for a while and we came to the conclusion that there is no way to, to no. put a dollar ROI on shutting down the shop and
3: no sending
1: everybody out to a training it's like
3: event. trying to figure out your roi on a company picnic you can't track it
1: well like- i mean you can't you can
2: track that it's just it's going to be very convoluted right because you're going to have to you're going to have to calculate what your costs are for shutting the shop down your potential losses for the day and then you have to calculate well what am I, what am I projecting to get out of this? So if you, let's say it's any type of training that you're doing for your technicians, well, is that going to, is that going to allow your technicians to increase their, um, productivity And, and, and allow them to, let's say, turn two more hours in a week on average. Well, then then you can kind of calculate and how long is that going to last from that training? Because, you know, it's, it's not going to be something that, you know, you, you're, you're going to keep forever. Right. So it's stupid stuff like that. You can kind of, you know, but but there's no way you
3: can calculate it up front because not all, not all all trainings created equal. Right. Well,
1: you might go there.
3: It
2: might be a bust
3: and I'm not, I'm not like ragging on that event. I didn't go to that event. I don't know, but I can, I can promise you that I have left town for three days to go to where it was a bust.
1: Right. I I understand that. And his name was Dwayne Crawford and Dwayne, you listen to the podcast and I'm so sorry that I didn't remember, I remembered family auto care, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it was, I didn't want to say family auto repair. I knew it was family something anyway, Dwayne Crawford. So Dwayne Crawford shuts down his shop. He brings everybody into this, to the ice can event and I think Adam's 100% correct that you could calculate it down to the nth degree if, if it is hyper-focused training. So take like the ACDC training guys. I think they're, they're in New York, right? Is it New York or Massachusetts? I can't ever remember, but they're Everybody's out in the in Northeast, out in this blob of uh, blue up here in the Northeast. Ooh. And they're, <laughs> they're, Ouch. I know that, the, yeah, right. And, and I know that if I send my technician up to that three day or five day class that he's going to learn all things EV at that particular class. And so I'm going to, I know that, Hey, I could not take this Tesla in and diagnose this very complicated aspect of the battery system before I sent him to this training class. And now we were able to take in X amount of EVs and we were able to generate X amount of revenue from these EVs. That would not been, have been po- would not have been possible if he had not gone to this very specific training. But that's not what you go to some of these training events to do. And you're taking whatever four four to eight classes at some of these training events. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And so, a training event like ASTE, which is coming up next week, mm-hmm. h- how do you calculate? you know, what you're actually going to get in return for dropping ju- just in, in the cost of shutting down my shop. The, the, no, let me let me restate that. Which isn't the I'm same for everybody, counting, right? I am not. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm not counting lost revenue. Just an actual hard cost is 15000 hotel. Hotel, uh, the cost of getting everybody in, the rental, flights. I'm at $15,000. I have not even calculated that we're we're going to lose two days of revenue on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your
3: opportunity
1: all, cost. Yeah, and, yeah, and we're going to miss phone calls, and we're not going to be able to to take in additional vehicles those days. Plus, we're going to try to cram everything in. We we might take fewer cars here in the next few days because we're going to try to get everything done so we right. can leave on Wednesday without having a bunch of stuff hanging over. Anyway, not even calculating that, just in hard costs, fifteen thousand dollars for me to shut down my shop and send everybody to ASTE. There is no dollar amount. Like, I, I'm not going to be able to sit down and calculate it out and say, yeah. You you're not going to
3: be- figure out your ROI on taking everybody to yeah, ST. So it's it's not doable. I a guy doable. taking
1: a Jim Morton class, and so he's going to be, you know, three ticks faster on that Diag. Like, it's not going to work that way. I mean, I guess you could if you've it works if well, it's hyper-focused. The training yeah, is just yeah. on this one thing. I think
3: the effort else. you would put into trying to track it would be, like, counterproductive. Like, you're, you're better off just accepting the fact that – between the training and the networking your guys are gonna a a the training is gonna help them with what they got going in the bay B the networking if they run into some of these faces that they've seen online and you know the guy says hey man if you ever have trouble with this just hit me up or whatever i think that i think the net the last big training event i went to that the training was okay the networking was better
1: that's always right? the case. Yeah. That's I mean, always the case. But it- well, well, no,
2: that's not true. Listen. That's the case for owners, right? But when you're talking about your team, the ROI that you're trying to calculate is kind of just it's fantasy nonsense when it comes down to it because what you're really doing is you're trying to and you're trying to infuse culture into your team, right? So it's like if you look at, you know, the 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 most, you know, top performing shops, uh around um these are the guys that are doing insane numbers that are have you know multiple locations and Mm -hmm. they're all kind of doing very similar things they you know it's almost they spare no expense when it comes down to investing in their people and you're doing that not just because oh it sounds nice let me just you know i want to i want to care about my team it's it's also you know the roi is is not calculable in terms of you know Sure, uh, exact dollars and cents, but then you see like a shop that goes from uh, two million dollars to like three, four million dollars, right? And it's like, well, how does that happen? Well, you know, and, and that's a big part of it because people are driving, you know, the the, the, the business. And if you're impro- not just improving your people on a technical or even like um, skill wise side, but just getting them to buy into what they're, what you're doing more so than just you know a job, then you're going to get more out of your, you know, the people that you you hire and uh, and then you, then you employ and um and I you know I don't want to sound um like I'm preaching to the choir or anything, but I mean you know it's it it still works out to dollars and cents right because hell you know if that if sure. it was as easy as that I think you know obviously everybody would do it, but you know that's definitely a big part of it.
3: Yeah, I I just I just don't think that it's easy to track. I I think that. You might well, as well, that's just what give we're up. saying. That's um, like yeah, impossible you might well just,
1: to track. But I, yeah. I think we we end up going. I know I'm sending my crew specifically so they come back less cynical. <laughs> <laughs> Can we reduce the cynicism? And I think you're right. But like one of the things that I hope my crew understands is that I want them to go out and I want them to meet other technicians, other shop owners, other industry people, vendors. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want them to run down Mario Rojas and start asking him like stupid diagnostic questions and let them geek out that that experience for them will lower their level of cynicism in the towards the industry, which I think will end up with a with a will result in a better environment in the shop. Like you're Sure, saying, Adam,
3: sure. That, if the guy
1: culture word.
3: Yeah. If the guy gets all fired up about it and he becomes more a little bit more career oriented and excited about what he's doing. Instead of like you know, I fix last, cars, though. and
1: that's the thing, though. Like, you do it once a year. You do it
3: once a year. it's like PM. Once a year is enough. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, it, it has to be a consistent effort, right? Like, I mean, you can't. It's just like anything. If if you guys, I mean, if you're an owner and you've been to like 20 group meetings or conferences, man, you go there and you're like on a high. And then you leave the meeting and you come back home and you're doing your thing. And then, you know, the next month you go to the meeting and you
3: talk about the same thing that you talked about the last time that nobody's actually done yet.
2: Well, what I was was getting at was, was, you know, you kind of get that motivation. You get that peak, right? And then, and then it drops off. Between meetings, between conferences, whatever the case may be. And it's like that for your staff too, right? It's like your team is gonna, they're gonna be on a high when you send them to training. They're gonna be like, man, this is the greatest, this is the greatest uh, shop, I, you know, that, that I've worked for and, and I, I love it. I love my, my, my career path, blah, 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 blah. And then they come back and if, if there's no like reinforcement thereafter, then it's just gonna be that peaks and valleys type of deal, you know? And, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, yeah. And then, and that's, and that's, that's what it is when it comes down to, um, running a running a business or you know in the auto repair business rather um and keeping that like momentum going and doing things to make that happen and honestly i mean i'm talking shit right now because like sounds like i got it figured out i certainly don't but you know i I look at the guys that are that do and man they're that's what they're doing you know they're they're at the very least they're keeping a higher level of motivation Mm -hmm. and you know quote-unquote culture within their businesses and you know what's
1: gonna kill you adam what's that your cynicism.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm a New Yorker through and through, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not, uh,
1: See, I'm not from New York. I'm from Boston. I guess maybe it's a Bostonian thing. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's, I see what some of these guys are doing. And and I just think in my head, I'm like, man, this is, like, it's, it's contrived. It's such BS. It's like, you have to sell it to yourself. You have to believe it. If you're going to sell it to everybody else, you have to believe it.
2: Of course they believe it. And and I don't I
1: don't, I don't see anything wrong with that, right? Because like No, me, no, no, you, no. Like they're they're happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad for them. I just I don't know how to get there myself. <laughs> right, exactly. So so
2: so we have that same issue, right? And, and and but at the same time I look at it from a point of view of like, well, if they're doing that and the people that work for them are living better lives and they're happy and everybody's life is improved in their organization based upon this belief, then there's nothing wrong with it per se, because I mean, Hey, you know what? Like, do, you know, do we knock people that are religious? No, they believe what they believe, they're happy, then fine. You know, I and mean, whatever the hell they believe is fine as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. So, you know, but obviously from, from perspective of like a, a New Yorker, you know, that, uh, we, we, uh at least for me, um, we, we challenge everything and we, we try to extract the negative out of every situation because we're thinking, okay, that's, that's what, what it is. You know, there's, there's some sort of play here. It's some sort of hustle, you know? And so it's, it's certainly like you mentioned, cynicism, cynicism is going to be the, the enemy. And uh, I think it's definitely, I mean, if you believe it too, I, I, I do, you know, like, I think that's definitely, it definitely plays a role in, um, so in the, not being able to adopt certain though. things.
1: There, I, where I I can see I can see what you're talking. about, hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've dealt with enough people from New York that they assume there's a hustle, and and they're like, "What? Well, why are you doing this? Well, what what do you mean? Just because we want to help? Yeah, you're not. Yeah, what are you getting out of it? I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, what? Why? You know, why would you do it if you're not going to get anything out of it? So I I get that level of cynicism. My cynicism isn't like that. My cynicism is nihilistic, 100%. <laughs> oh and like I'm looking at it going, eh, in the end, it doesn't matter. We're on a rock floating through space, and we're all going to die. And so <laughs> this, this, um, this warm and fuzzy that these shop owners have, have bought into themselves because they believe it through and through and now are selling to their team through and through, and, and they're buying into it. And now it, that lifts the entire organization up I see that and I'm like, man, do they all know they're going to die or they could die tomorrow? Like, do they, it, you see what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm being like, I'm being overly dramatic about it. But at, at the end of the day, like I'm looking at it going, eh, nothing really matters. And so it's difficult for me. I don't see it as somebody's trying to hustle. I'm looking at it It's like, eh, it doesn't who cares? Who cares? Like it's Yeah, it's, but it's I mean five uh, BS. Some of it's matters. too fluffy. Some but of it's like, too fluffy.
2: So, even if every anything nothing mattered, right? Wouldn't you rather, you know, have more money, be more comfortable, have more free time, even if nothing mattered, because at least it
1: feels good, you know? So, yeah, if, but, it, but even then, like, you look at that and you're like, yeah, could I have more money? No, I'd, I don't, I don't care. Like, I think I'd be happier, like, uh, eat, you know living off the land and uh, in a cave somewhere and
2: <laughs> oh well yeah that, i mean i <laughs> guess that's where me and you differ i certainly don't want to live in a cave right
1: <laughs> i think it would be simpler life would be simpler right there would be less challenges there'd be different i shouldn't say less there would be different challenges and those challenges would would hyper focus you like i have to survive this bear is going to eat oh me. my god and it's so it's versus like, oh, god damn, this employee. I got to make him feel good about this organization. Otherwise, think, he's not going to try very hard. I think there's got to be, like, a happy loose. medium,
3: right? Like, you see these guys, right? It's, it's like, super hipster to, like, get the whole warm and fuzzies going through the whole shop. And it's,
1: like... You think it's new, but it's not that new. It, like it's been I know. It's, for it's
3: not that new, right? It's been, you know, ever since they had team-building exercise and you were doing trust falls or whatever, right? Like, I get it. But, like, there's... <laughs> i mean dude, there's got to be balls. a hap- there's got to be a happy medium right there's got to be a happy medium from a guy who's like this is freaking great everything's great everything's awesome you know and you know here I, I we think, are in the salt belt wrenching on some rusty piece of shit and i'm about to get you know three pounds of rust in my eye off this exhaust manifold in two seconds you know like there's
1: yeah there's, see that's the it's that's gotta the thing. It's get like,
3: like realistic
1: well, that's that's what we're saying is that you're yeah, it's just you're underneath this much. car and you're like wrenching on it and that rust hits you in the face and you're like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, you got
3: three hundred dollars tied up into safety glasses and it goes around the safety glasses anyhow. <laughs> if anybody can explain that, <laughs> well, to well, here's me, the
1: thing though. Here's I, the thing. Like, you're the guy underneath the car with the with, with the rust hitting you in the face. I, as the owner, have to make you feel good about the fact that you just had all this rust hit you in the face. And there's hey, nothing
3: you can say or do. There's nothing you can say or do that I, makes me feel good about the my face. I, I disagree. I, David, like, David, David, I've changed 10,000 manifolds. I can tell you there is nothing you can say or do. Well, that
1: That's you, <laughs> though. But, I, I, like, we're sitting here talking to Adam, and I'm telling you, Adam either has done it himself or knows. He, like... You're in you're in these groups. Adam, Adam works on BMWs. These, they don't rust. <laughs> they they sell they uh, lubricate from the exterior. Everything. Yeah, out, and nice <laughs> yeah. They break so. down
3: the center. Nothing rusts out. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> um, but he's you know he's talking to these shops, and it it seems like they're they've been able to figure out some formula. I'm gonna feel good about you having rust fall on your face because we're doing this greater good you know, fixing these cars or whatever. And you're going to feel good about it because you're part of this bigger well, vision.
2: Th- think about this too. It's not even just so much that they are literally finding people that will feel good about that. Right. So it's not just turning a just person around. Me. It- it's not, it's not actually, it- 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 you know, you, you like, for instance, if you ever go shopping at a certain place, like I want to say like, let's say Trader Joe's, for instance, I don't know if you guys have that around you, but you probably sure. do. Um, we do. Around us and which is very interesting is Trader Joe's because I mean in New York they have some of the friendliest people around here I mean for for the standard of New Yorkers right not something that I'm (laughs) I was was just gonna
3: say I've traveled out of state that's the
2: yeah so so so, so. anyways so so check this out. So, you know, if they weren't deliberate on who they were hiring that fits the kind of person that they want to hire, they're never going to get just a random person to buy in and just be this, you know, happy-go-lucky, friendly, warm person that they generally have there. So, out of 3-4 million, you know, people that live in Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island or whatever, they're able to find enough people that fit their "Quote unquote culture, and that will mm-hmm. buy in to you know the way that they want people to feel in terms of how they run their businesses, right? So it's it's also that it's also finding the right people because I've tried that too. I've tried to inst- you know just inject culture into a group of guys that are just not you know they're not with it.
1: So but what they
2: have that yeah, they, they're, they're not having right. But that that's the difference between say something that I'm doing versus." another guy that I know that's doing 10 times more than I'm doing because they're finding all the right that the, they're, they're finding their tribe essentially. And it sounds crazy, right? Dave, and I'm sure David would probably, you know, he's probably cringing when I say tribe and stuff like that. And I know, I know <laughs> no, where no, this no, is going. No. Right. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely true though. Right. It's like, they're you know, and you know, Adam, the I'll, I'll agree with that. On. I have, I
3: have, I, you know what? I, I do agree. Um, With that. And there's, I think there's different level. I always call it like the fluffiness. It's like different levels of how like, you know, happy they're going to be right. Like
1: the, the key though, the key to all is for the, for the owner or the head of the organization is, is you have to, you have to be that as well. It has to be part of who you are, right?
2: So or you, you have, have fake to fake it really,
1: really well. Yeah, no, yeah. It can't way. be manipulated if you fake it. If you fake it, it's evil. Then it becomes manipulation. Well, how like, long hey, can I'm you fake get, it for, anyways? Well, yeah, there you go. That, that's I don't yeah. know that you can fake it for that long and not have it all crumble underneath you. So yeah, you my boss to, like, and I have
3: been together for fifteen years. Like there, no, you can't fake for fifteen years. It it, well, it
1: becomes difficult to fake, and so the, like on, as you're speaking Adam, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what? What is it that? because I'm very deliberate about who we hire into and, and there has to be a personality fit, right? Cause I'm, I'm very, I'm a very certain way and <laughs> some people can put up with me and other people cannot. And if they can't put up with me, either, I'm going to get on their nerves, they're going to get on my nerves and there's going to be a clash there. So obviously we don't want those people working there, but what's the underlying culture at our shop and what drives me despite the nihilism, the cynicism, why do I even bother showing up every day? And I think it's at the end of the day a sense of duty, and so I the warm and fuzzies don't. I, I don't get that. It doesn't. It seems like like I keep saying contrived, but that's what it feels fake to me. It's not for a lot of people. I get that, but I think there's a for me. If you come into it with a sense of duty, like I I understand that this is a miserable repair, but. There's a sense of duty there to everybody else around me, to my family, to the community, to the business, to the customer, that I do my very best to get this thing fixed properly because it's the right thing to do, even though it's miserable. Yeah, I can Well, that's your I culture, can definitely then. see
2: that. Right? That's the culture that you're building or that you've built with without. You know, how uh, often trying do you
1: see that though in like you open up the magazines, all the magazines that you're in, Adam, like you open up the magazines and it's all it's all warm and fuzzy.
2: Well, that's that's obviously that's the that's the trend, right? Because um, that's the trend in the world is going in. We're not necessarily the Western world, right? It's very I mean, hip. It's it's it's, it's very what hip. it is. It's like think about think about twenty twenty when when all the BS was going down and you know, what did Corporate America do and and, and stuff, they you know, they they rallied behind the, the nonsense because it's just good for business. So for a magazine or a publication to talk about, you know, what's good for the industry or what have you, they gotta follow this crap, right? I mean, so it's it is what it is. But at the same time too, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not real for certain people, right? Like you just mentioned, you have certain owners and certain or a certain you know um uh people that uh, that rally behind that type of stuff because they really do believe in that type of culture and then you have other other folks like like yourself david that you know have a different viewpoint and you're going to instill a different kind of culture in your shop and you're going to have to find people that are going to be able to fit that or at the very least you know deal with it right and i think that the, the no matter what your culture is you know if, if you find a bunch of like-minded people that can work together as long as the culture is still driving towards, um, productivity, because you can have a culture of dysfunctionality, right? And then that's not going to work. But if your culture is whatever it is, it doesn't have to be warm and fuzzies. It could be just like, for instance, the military, right? A- extremely well oiled machine and they're going to get the mission done, but there's no warm and fuzzies there, right? Like when we're talking about, like, let's say a special forces unit or something like that, you know, like they're well-trained, they're, but they're all the same. They all have the same culture. And they're all working towards the same goal, you know. So as long as you have the same culture, you know, working towards the same goal in a productive manner, then it doesn't matter what you have. It's just you know, obviously what's what's in vogue and what also probably speaks to most people because human nature is such this warm and fuzzy so? thing. And this, yeah, I think so. I think I think I think because of the, the the times that we're living in, unless you live in a place where, I mean, even even New Yorkers, for instance, like you know when. When I tell like uh, one of my guys, like, "Hey, man, you know, I really appreciate you," and I give them a little bit of that, you know, stuff that they just never experienced before, and I, I, I honestly mean it, because someone's gonna, you know, kick ass for me every day, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna be under a car for you know eight to ten hours a day, and and in, in sweltering summers and the cold winters, et cetera, et cetera, and and they're doing a great job for me. I'm going to tell them how, that I appreciate them. Right. They don't experience that anywhere else really. And that's sad because it's like, that's the least that anybody can do for somebody. But in, in this city, I and mean, this is a rough place to, to be because everybody's just, they're just, you know, excuse my language. Everybody's a fucking asshole here. So, you know, it, it's, <laughs> you're just not going to experience that type of thing. Right. So I think that human nature craves like that, like companionship and that like um, camaraderie and just, you know, people being nice to them right so um so there is something to be said about having that culture of the warm and fuzzies but i think we definitely do take it you know 10 steps past that and we really abuse the shit out of it nowadays yeah just a little i I think think that
3: yeah i think though
1: is like mm -hmm. you you end up you end up focusing in on the warm and fuzzy aspect of it and and that ends up just grabbing a tiny sliver of the industry. You know, this is something that, that a lot of people will say is like the same, whatever, same 200 people that go to training, go to every training. It's the same 200. Like you, you never see that shop down the street that, you know, can't seem to keep help or the shop owner that still, you know, hasn't updated their scan tool in 10 years, that guy never makes it to training. Well, why is that? It's, and so, these magazines come out. They go to everybody. You would think, right? They print like half a million plus of these magazines and ship them out for free to absolutely everybody. Most shops if, are
3: getting at least two copies.
1: Yeah, and so if these if these shop owners never open up and like, let's talk about cynicism.
2: <laughs> well, fine. it's honestly, David. I I, I I have a I have a lot of theories on a lot of different things, but it, it really comes down to ignorance. And honestly. This is my personal opinion. I hope I don't get burned for this, but it comes down to uh, intelligence level, man. I mean, some people are just fucking stupid, and they'll (laughs) never get it. They will never get it. And no matter what you do, I you know, know, like they they just won't, you know, and and they they don't want to help themselves. And and maybe it's other factors, too. You know, maybe maybe I'm being ignorant in terms of my viewpoint on that.
3: Nope. Nope.
2: (laughs) Nope. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's because we're. Thing, Brian,
3: I might not though, be like, from New York City, but I. I don't know if it's a New Yorker thing, but I'm. I'm tracking with you there, like, like I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, and like how like when you read some of the stuff, I'm like, is this is this real? Like, what's what's going on here with this person that's complaining about this going on in their shop? Like, are they are they high? Like, what's what's going on here? Yeah, um, yeah. well, it's, if, it's if they're
1: vocalizing, it, if they're vocalizing it, and they're they're at least like. The, some of the questions like we get in asog I mean yeah they're 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 questions that you would look at and go man what is what what is that person thinking or whatever but at the same time like they're learning and so you, you don't I don't have a problem with that I, I in, so, in so my that, mind there has David. to be a certain to to buy into the fluff I, I think that's where you're like okay. Then maybe you haven't sat down and and thought things out enough. It's almost like like you're you're keeping yourself ignorant in order to be happy. Does that make sense? That, I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible.
2: <laughs> I, I I don't I I mean I don't think that people are con, are consciously you know uh, smart enough to stay stupid because it makes them happier. I don't think that makes sense. No. I think that um I think that they just do not have the ability to go beyond that. And and there's like there's levels to this, right? I mean I can hear I could sit here and talk shit about, you know, this subject where, you know, I'm gonna be less initiated or more ignorant than say somebody that's doing way better than I am, you know? And um Sure. And- sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right um
3: yeah 100% i just
1: agree
3: yeah i just i i agree that's why, that's, with the, that's why i was saying the you can't fluffiness fake it. is excessive it's hipster and i think you get to a certain level where it's like like what do you what are you trying to sell all your guys like 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 let's just be real i i i kind of agree with what david said like we we kind of have a culture at our shop where it's like like when something's gonna suck like a job is gonna suck bad right like it, it's it's gonna be bad like like it's to a point where like people don't even get pissed off like we kind of laugh it off and you know if a guy's having trouble with it he calls me over and you know we just do it right we just get through it and i think i think that that culture will get you a lot further than you know this super
1: no no you know let's have a morning no 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 you're you're nuts dude i adam's 100% right in in Maybe it's not a lack of self-awareness. I don't think they even like, I don't think it's in their nature because these are, these are, these are highly intelligent, highly successful shop owners, business owners in general that are, that have absolutely killed it, like absolutely killed it in the marketplace. They are doing, you know, they're pushing eight figures or doing eight figures plus. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all warm and fuzzy and, and fluff. And it's just, it's, and, and I'm looking at it going, I just, I could not be that positive without blowing my brains out.
2: I, you know, that's, (laughs) that, that's your. On a a ladder to guarantee death, right? I'm, 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 I I see your point, David, because I feel in, in some ways kind of similar. Um. In some ways, at least, you know, Uh, but I, I just look at the practicality of it. You know, I look at like, well, hey, do you want a bunch of people that work for you that appreciate like a family atmosphere or do you want people that just don't give a shit? And honestly, I'd rather have a shop full of people that enjoy a family atmosphere and what a families do for each other, like ones that care about each other. Right. They do stuff for each other. They'll they'll go the extra mile versus someone that has no ties. You know, they don't care. They don't care about anything. So it's like, why would you want to deal with a bunch of those people versus a pe- a bunch of people in your in your organization that care about family, care about each other? Right. So that's where the and fight is kind of you know, ties into it because, you know, I'd say any, any person that I'd want to really be around for the most part, at least, you know, as lo- as much as we are in at work are people that are kind, that actually care about each other. Right. You know, like, you, you know, why would you want to like, I got plenty of family that I, I, I that I don't talk to or I don't like. Right. Yeah. And that sucks. I'd rather have a whole, I'd rather mm-hmm. have a, a family that cares about me and I care about them. Right. So it it just, it comes down to like the the dumbest little, you know, uh, the nuts and bolts of it. And so if you can recreate that kind of environment in, in, in your business, well, you're going to get so much more out of your people. Right. And, uh, and, and to, to a certain extent as an owner, you can get behind that, you know, you can get behind. Yeah. You know what? I want to work with a bunch of people I care about because they care about me. Yeah. So that's an that's that's easy way of kind of looking at it. And, and they've obviously been able to take that concept and literally you know, um, do it at a higher level than the rest of us um, and on a consistent level and also find those people because they're not just creating this environment and then hiring a crabby guy just because he's an A-tech and he's awesome you know, at his job exactly. and he sucks as a yeah. person. They're finding these people that match their, you know, the, the, their tribe. Essentially, you know,
1: but it, that and, and I guess that that's what it comes down to is like, I, they're not doing it. It's it's manufactured, though. That's the problem. Like it, but that's who they are. I mean, and so it, they so it's, it's not it's manufactured. manufactured.
2: So it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> well, not. Yeah, really, it's, but
1: it's it's. I well, I guess I guess.
3: <laughs> I it, think David.
1: I think that we're maybe, hashing this out here. We maybe
3: here. maybe. Because the way we feel, we can't imagine it in our heads not being manufactured, right? Correct, correct. I, I, like, think, I think that's because I'm kind of like, I don't know, like I'm on the fence on this thing. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll I couldn't you,
2: imagine like. I'll give you an example of how we are. It's hard for us to place ourselves in somebody else's shoes, right? So, for instance, I have a, I have a good friend of mine that I actually hired as a service advisor. He's not from New York very empathetic person loves everybody pretty much we'll give everybody a fair shake and to a point i think that i will give anybody you know most people a fair shake but i have my own you know uh stereotypical prejudices sometimes and whatnot and you know i i'd um i'd like to believe that um you know i could be like him but at the same time i look at him and go man how do you actually believe that stuff? But he really does, you know? And so it's, yeah. it, 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 you know, you, you just gotta, you gotta figure that, you know, some people really believe in that type of stuff. And, and that's okay, you know, cause everybody, you know, not, not everybody can be the same, but you're also playing to um, what, what, what do most people want? And you know, what do they want out of like a work environment? And obviously we talk about trends, right? Because if you're talking if if we're talking about like fifty years ago or or or, or even older, you know, generations be before us, like this is stuff that was never a thing because they had different wants and needs in life. They had different work ethic, they had different expectations. You know, nowadays, you know, we're where where we you know we talk about you know uh, people have so many di- more choices too because obviously um, you know if we're talking forty years ago I mean you 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 couldn't there was no internet to find you know new job you didn't have recruiters you know everywhere um, people have options nowadays and their attention is constantly changing you know uh, in every different direction so well, things you know, were simpler.
1: That's right. what I was saying earlier. Oh, because yeah, absolutely. When you're absolutely. the only thing you're worried about is whether you're gonna feed your family that day, otherwise you're gonna starve, then you you become hyper-focused and things are much simpler. It's like the only thing I gotta do now is make sure they don't starve. Now it's like, oh, I we've got plenty of food in the fridge, we're not gonna starve now because going to make everybody feel good about life and themselves and me and everything. And you're like
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I mean that's that's the world we live in, right? So it's we get how it, you accept it, or You don't,
1: David. We get it. You're not looking to
3: cheerlead. We got it. Like, <laughs> I am like,
1: not a cheerleader. I, think. I get it. Yeah,
3: I I I, uh, I get it, and and I think I think there's a happy medium. I think
1: you're you're that- nuts. And by the way, Adam, you're not coming off as cynical at all. I thought that there would be uh, at least an understanding and a certain level of cynicism here. You're coming off very positive, which kind of makes sense you're very successful and I can see why uh, Me, on the other hand, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I will,
2: you know, you, you have a point there, right? Because again, we, when you look at the shop owners that are just absolutely, you know, crushing it um, there's, there's obviously a, a pattern there, right? Um, level of
1: positivity.
2: Right. And um, Hey man, you know, like, I think there's, there's, there's plenty of people that are successful that don't follow that, You know, um, uh, same kind of line of thinking, but I mean, believe me, if we if we were talking about different other topics and if it wasn't just like this culture thing about you know uh, the warm and fuzzies, I probably have a lot different you know opinions.
1: um, But
2: but maybe that's the case. Maybe
1: that's that's a there's a certain (laughs) level of positivity you need to bring to life because some Mm -hmm. of these shop owners that are maybe successful in business have miserable personal lives you see what i'm saying like they're they're on marriage number two or three their kids hate them you know what i'm saying like they, they have very difficult lives but you know the shop may be doing well and it's because they, they're they are incredibly cynical people and that the positivity isn't there i have i have positive traits <laughs>
2: Well, there's you also you couldn't get that out with a straight face.
1: <laughs> I, I, no, I, I'm I'm very I'm I'm I, I think the best of people, I, and I'm incredibly gullible. I, I'm incredibly gullible, and so <laughs> it's very if if somebody wanted to absolutely screw me, like I've had I've had employees like come to work high 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 like. And although and they'll come in like super tired and then they'll go into the bathroom, they'll come out and they'll be running hundred miles an hour. I'm like, man, this guy's got some energy today. Never at any point that I go, man, that guy is snorting cocaine in the bathroom and he's coming out super energetic because he's got <laughs> He just did a bunch of drugs oh. and that's why he's like this. And later he crashes and stuff like that. And the guy's stealing from me and I have no idea. I don't
3: know how well you do out here in New York, David.
1: I'm telling you, I would get, <laughs> oh. I would get eaten alive. Yeah, you'd get, you'd get eaten alive out here. Um, that's my point. It's like, yeah. I, it, that's what I'm saying. Like I, there's, there are some positive aspects of me. I'm just, I'm like, Oh, that person wouldn't be doing that. No, that guy's stealing from you, man. You just haven't, you don't want to think that of that person. Um, and so either you're ignoring it or just ignorant to it. I've had that happen. That happens a lot, actually, <laughs> or well, I've, I, don't, I don't know how, how, how many <laughs> customers have screwed me on I'll. I, I swear I'm going to pay you though. These last 200 bucks, I'll be back and I'll pay you. Oh, oh, okay. They never you know, come back.
3: You know what the worst part never. about that is, is not only do you not get your $200, but you don't ever get to make any money servicing their car ever
0: again yeah them as a double around them yeah it's, it's like holy whammy.
3: crap man
0: yeah <sighs> I,
2: I i definitely stopped doing that well over 10 years ago i mean um uh, i actually fun, funny enough there was this one situation um where this one guy i forgot exactly the the, the exact situation but um there was a sob story about uh, there was, i think this was actually during sandy do you guys remember that? There was a, oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, like 2012 or so, I think it was. Guy's house got flooded, et cetera, et cetera. And he was just crying the blues. And he's like, hey, you know, uh, and I didn't want to take a check at the time. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I, I promise you, you know, uh, this this check's good. Um, and then it, obviously it bounced. And then we called him up and and he was just, at that, the funny part was, it, it all of a sudden it became our fault. Like, oh, how dare you charge me this much for this? Blah, blah blah blah. And it was like, wow. So I was kind enough to take a check, and now you're just completely screwing me over. And uh, at that time, I was like, you know, this is the last time that I'm ever going to do anything for anybody because taking a check to me is almost like giving somebody the car and and a promise to get paid, right? And um and so, oh yeah, um no, no checks. checks no. Well, actually, to be fair, like credit cards are like that nowadays. Because I have I can't even tell you how many times I get fucking jacked now. Disputed. Oh yeah. Yeah, And I, and I, I I think, I think I've, I've definitely, as far as I can tell from most people that I speak to, I mean, we definitely see a lot higher frequency on, on the chargeback stuff. And you know, these, these, these credit card companies are scumbags to the ninth degree where everything is, is given to the cardholders, and as a business, you sure. just get you know, this arbitrary... You get the shaft. Bullshit. The, the only thing you get is the shaft from them. Yeah, yeah. because how, how in the hell do you guys uh, become, as a credit card companies the judge, um, the jury, jury yeah. and fucking yeah. executioner when it comes down to not paying me the money that I deserve because services were rendered, and some piece of shit scumbag wants to uh essentially scam and steal yeah. right and so wants we'll to speed on
3: 1200 bucks so now you're out yeah. 1200 dollars. yeah yeah and the dude, money that's, you could have been making it's 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 horrible it's, yes it's, sir it's
1: freaking insane it's not it's not seen as theft though that's sort of the problem it's not seen as theft even though it's a hundred percent
2: Oh, it's hundred percent theft, and and here and here goes my and citizen. Absolutely, uh, theft. Yeah, I've 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 literally um I've I've stepped on my own landmine here, right? Because um, I find people that are willing to steal and uh, and and commit fraud and literally and, and um, I would say steal and commit fraud against people that you know that it can really hurt, like a small business or or a private sure. citizen. I find that to be the most disgusting. Uh, one of the most disgusting acts that you can you, you know you can do and and then again nowadays when, when it comes to punishing people for this, I mean there's really like no punishment, right It's like um you know like uh our state, for instance New York, I mean, there's this ridiculous bail reform nonsense where nonviolent criminals get let out so they can steal and hurt people as long as they don't physically hurt them you know they don't really uh, they don't really care too much right no um, they,
3: they they can actually physically hurt them.
1: It's, well, it's, yeah, Illinois serious. is just rolling out some new, like they'll let people out. The list of like crimes. That did they you see?
3: Did you perform. see in Illinois? they're in yeah i don't January 1st, if it's illinois like it's or, chi- crazy. or chicago itself no, no one it's one of the all two, of illinois dude it's
1: all of illinois like the is list.
3: that the one where they're not going to send police they're not going to respond for criminal trespass on private or business property
1: uh i think that's the case already in, in a lot of parts of that's um, like, crazy and stuff like that they yeah they
3: call
2: it something. like the yeah. purge laws or something like that right
3: yeah or some, some yeah, nonsense if somebody's Yeah, like if somebody's like on your property, like jacking stuff up, and you call the cops, and they're like, "Ah, too bad, you got to get rid of them." It's like, well, I can get rid of them, but it's like, really, like (laughs) now it's my problem to do your job. (laughs) Like, yeah,
2: yeah, it's 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 absolutely. I don't know, man. When we're talking about society nowadays, it's just it gets crazier and crazier. I mean, you know,
3: uh, the credit card thing irritates the hell out of me too because it freaking. Like they know they're gonna do it, right? They they, might, they they physically have to dial the number to dispute the charge. Right? Oh, they like, know
2: exactly what they're doing. It's it's yeah. so right, know, 100%, 100% right from the get go.
3: Right from the get go, they know yeah. what they're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had many instances of this happening, and you know, you you, you, you surmise out of everything that you've seen that okay, this is what they do. You know, like mm-hmm. they 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 go around doing this this. this is this is it that there
1: aren't enough like credit card companies? Because what is it? Mastercard, Visa, Discover, Amex, and that's it. Um, yeah, pretty much. And you know, if you and they're want- going to be consumer focused, that like the, we want to keep the customer, so the vendor can screw off. Even though it's the vendor who pain. gets screwed. Well, no, yeah, it's the yeah. vendor. Like they, I, I'd have to look to see how their profits break down. But you would have to imagine that the fees they're collecting from us is a lot more than what they're collecting in interest rates from the customer. No,
2: I mean, it's, I, it's, don't, yeah, I don't.
1: Yeah, no, I, I that don't, I do be a lot so. of math. I don't know.
2: I don't think so because <laughs> I mean, keeping people in debt is That'd definitely a strategy that has been leveraged very well by, um, by credit card companies. Right. Um, but I don't even think it's necessarily that. I mean, they, they, don't have to be nice to us because they know they have businesses by the balls because we yeah. have to take credit cards. Because, Otherwise,
3: Because we're... there's only four of those companies, they have us by the balls. Right? Well, not
2: only that, <laughs> you know, everybody has a credit card. So how else are you supposed to get paid? You know, and even, even worse. So for like um, businesses that are, have like high dollar, Kind of transactions, like I mean, auto repair, for instance. Like you know, I mean, it's a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, man. It's like what you, you expect people are going to pay you cash. You expect people are going to give you know, uh, uh, you know, join Face Pay and then pay you right out of their checking account. Most people don't have it. And if, Mm -hmm. if they don't have it immediately, they're going to use a credit card. That's how, I mean, we have this crazy credit system in this country, right. That makes everything kind of go around. And so, you know, we need as business owners, the credit card companies, because they've created this, 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 um, this, this, um, like ecosystem that everybody has a credit card. So if we don't take credit cards, um, we're going to suffer for it. So why should they be nice to us? They don't have to be, you know, and it's disgusting, but it just, it's just kind of like the, 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 the the natural laws of things. I
1: mean, you don't think like a, uh, so like PayPal has this PayPal is a bunch of programs and not that I'm a big PayPal fan. Uh, you know, I unlike don't, don't some of the decisions that they've made, um, you know, shutting people down, shutting people's accounts down, holding funds. It's, it's pretty crazy what these, these people can get away with, but they have services like pay in for where you can make four equal payments on this particular thing with no interest charges. Right. Uh, and, and the merchant pays the difference. And then you have like vendors like snap or qualify, or, you know, I think I pay 2% with snap and they dump the money into my account the next day. They, the, the customer has whatever 90 days to pay interest free. They don't have to have the money all up front. And because of the contract that they sign, it's, there's no disputing the charges. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that's, so you, you have that's to, a like, handy feature well it's we use and it a lot two percent not
3: very comparable oh, that's that's no different than a credit card transaction
1: really right it's about what yeah it's yeah. about what you pay for a credit card it's a little bit higher but Put maybe pushing that becomes the future. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Well, I'm well, just then, saying like, that. And
2: that's 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 the funny part, right? Because then you yeah, I'm at, at, in, in ASOG I see this every so often where you get people talking about how it is unethical to be pushing, you know, um, financing options or subprime lenders onto people, et cetera, et cetera. And I have kind of mixed feelings on that. Like, I, 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 I do not believe that we as adults need to be holding people or being their parents in any yeah, way you're not in the so, business of life management right I'm not yeah. I'm, you know I'm not your dad I'm not your mom you know I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what you can do with it and you know at the same time I think you know just to make ourselves feel a little bit better our, my, my staff you know they'll they'll tell uh, somebody that is applying for some sort of financing that hey listen you really want to pay this in full before you know the contract ends or the certain date because you're going to get hit with some big interest charges um but outside of that man i don't feel bad and not at all i don't feel bad at all not one bit because you know everybody is an adult you can make your own choices and I'm sorry if you're terrible with money or you just are irresponsible. Whatever. And just the same, like I don't necessarily think anybody should feel sorry for me if I make some poor choices. Um, because I'm an adult and I I uh, you know I'm I'm responsible for my, my choices, right? So I just I don't get that. I don't I don't understand why um, you know, some people will argue against, oh, I'll never offer subprime lenders or I'll never offer this finance because it's predatory, blah, blah, blah. But how
1: predatory is it? Well, they the know what they're it's- getting. It's- yeah. Yeah, they they know what they're getting into, but it seems like I I don't know, it needs to be compartmentalized in your head because you're perfectly willing to take that money and you know that they're going to be carrying that in that uh charge on their on their credit card at a 20% interest rate for wh- however long it takes them, right? Probably years. Who knows, right? You're okay with twenty percent, but somehow one hundred and fifty percent becomes objectionable to you. So now you no, just well, have drawn some weird line that twenty percent's okay, twenty five percent's okay, and you know what? I really don't know because maybe you've got a crappy credit card and they're charging you thirty two percent. But I don't need to know that. But I know for sure that they're charging one hundred and fifty percent, and I have a problem with one hundred and fifty percent. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. They need to borrow the money. They're borrowing the money with the credit card. Or they don't want to use cash. They may have the cash, but they don't want to use the cash, so they use the credit card. So they're having to borrow the money in some way, shape, or form. But now you have a problem on how they borrow the money. And really it shouldn't matter. No, absolutely
2: not. And why are we making assumptions here, right? It's like we make this assumption that okay, now they're all these people are absolutely gonna default and it's gonna be, you know, and it's gonna create even more um, problems for them, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's that, that's that's kind of ridiculous in that sense, right? Because I mean, shit, somebody could charge something on a card. we don't know their lives you know and they they're, they're absolutely borrowing the money however if they pay it off in a certain period of time i mean even with a credit card they don't get charged interest so like what what are we talking about here right and i don't i just don't understand that kind of line of thinking i think it just it it, it speaks to more emotion than anything else when people kind of object to offering like financing options and whatnot because what's all what's also the flip side of it they're going to drive a broken car that's unsafe and they're going to you know potentially right. get or into an accident to or drive something it all. right yeah, yeah right. like we're
3: yeah like I guess we're pretty lucky. We're a we're a Goodyear G three X dealer. We do we have a one of our stores really tire heavy, so we're a G three X dealer. So we can offer like the Goodyear card with you know, and that, that that's like six months interest free. Sure, after six months ago, I like yeah, I guess I like we're lucky we can offer that. But I see what David's saying, like, now that I talk about it, it's like, oh, well, I'm okay with it going up to 19% after six months. But if it was only three months interest-free, you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, I, like, that's not our decision to make. Like,
0: yeah, you absolutely know, not. it's
3: like you, like, they can either drive something unsafe or not drive at all, or they can freaking finance it this way, hunker down, get their crap together and get it paid off. Or... They know what they're signing for. Like, like Adam said, these people are adults. Like it's, you can pull up how much interest you're going to pay. If you take forever to pay the thing off on your phone, you can have it figured out in eight seconds. Like it's not, it's not our job to parent them. It's our
2: job to, you know, sell them a repaired car. Right. Right. Exactly. Because I mean, as, as you know, automotive professionals in in the auto repair industry, um, you know, you have to believe that obviously fixing cars is the right thing to do because they're going to have a safer vehicle for themselves. One hundred percent. You know, they're going to be safer for, I also look at it from a kind of a selfish standpoint, you know, like it's, I got a kid now, right. And do I want to be driving down the road oh, yeah. Do I want my, right? you, know, uh, right? you know, somebody transporting my kid and you know, like the, it's always the bus full of kids scenario. Right. Uh, do I want somebody causing an accident because they have a, piece of shit car that's all in disrepair because you know uh, either nobody told them to fix it or um you know they they, they didn't want to fix it and so as an automotive repair, uh, repair professional you're going to want to explain that to you like, Hey, listen, you know, it's better for you. It's better for me. It's better for everybody that your car is fixed. And you have to believe that if you're going to do this, otherwise it's just kind of like, well, you know, you can fix it or you don't have to, whatever. I don't, I don't really know why I'm doing this. And, you know, we'll just yeah. kind of like, you know, <laughs> Laissez-faire auto repair. Yeah. It's yeah. come on, you know, like you gotta, you gotta believe in something at some point in your life. And, uh, I think, you know, uh, to, to, to the point of, of, of ethics, if you want to look at ethics, I mean, you know, you can kind of, uh, point to the fact that, yeah, I mean, our ethical duty is to repair cars so they're safer for the road. And everything else beyond that is kind of, we're not their money manager. We're not their life coach. We we can do the one thing that we know we can do to help somebody and to make the world better, and that's to fix somebody's car. Sure.
1: Yeah. That sounded like some Mormon fuzzy BS right there. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding I'm no just kidding.
3: no like like i agree i mean i mean at you know at the end of the day i mean we're we're doing them a favor by offering them an avenue for that financing right
1: yeah, yeah by, that by teaming like. up
3: you know by teaming up with this company and we don't we don't get like a kickback from them like they don't they don't give
1: us. Anything. No, they charge you. They charge. You know, we you charge. Like you get charged more, actually. Yeah, like yeah. You know. yeah. But, but like, you know, I think uh, I think it is emotional because I th- most of ninety nine percent of the time they don't have any other option. They don't have cash. They can't borrow the money from anybody, and they don't have a credit card. And so, what's their last option is they have to go to these subprime lenders. But I don't know. These subprime lenders need to position themselves a little bit more effectively in front of some of these vendors. And say, hey, we're just we're not just a subprime lender we are a more secure way of funding you because there are no chargebacks with this there is a ironclad contract being signed here that they have had services rendered you have and they are then going to pay us so there's no chargeback we're like we're good here you're 100% going to be secure in your money you don't have to worry about them thieving you after the fact saying hey you know what i'm going to charge back this $3000 repair and all of a sudden, you are now screwed hunting your three thousand uh, dollars.
2: You know, and there's I, no I, I, and there's
1: no sense in even hunting it because you you ain't getting it
2: right. And I, right. I don't, I don't you might even well know. Just no, you, still, like, you
1: still fight for it, like you still set, submit all your paperwork into the merchant. You hope that your merchant, your processor, fights on your behalf and tries to get your money back.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's really just a it's it's a it's a coin toss, right? It's a, just you know. Whatever happens, happens. That's at least that's the way I look at it now. Because I mean, there's been so many situations where we've sent in so much documentation. We were so sure that you know you, you can't you can't dispute this. You were here. You paid for it. We could even have physical freaking evidence that you were yep. physically here, and it doesn't matter. Signed, signed
3: authorization, everything else. And-
2: I could submit a video showing that they signed it and they literally saying to the camera, "I authorize this repair," and then we still get jacked, right? And yep. so. It sucks, and uh, and you're right, Dave. I, I didn't even think about that. Where, I mean, from that from that standpoint, if you're if you're a shop uh, that has experienced lots of chargebacks, which which I have, um, that appeals to me, you know, because at a certain yeah. point, it's like, hey, man, you know, if we're going to protect ourselves, because you, you can kind of justify anything, right? And there's literally anything that you, if you want to justify it to yourself, you can, and you can make justifications a- any which way. Because I'm looking out for me but i'm also looking out for my team and if we're losing money based upon a, a lot of this stuff then you know it, it becomes a, an issue of whether or not i'm going to be able to be um you know profitable enough to keep this going so that these guys have jobs yeah. and etc and etc cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right so I, I i totally see that point um i i definitely don't think that to to a point, like you know, if you're if you're obviously offering financing options and you're really kind of dressing it up, making it sound like oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and there's zero percent and blah blah blah, and you're and you're not really you know you're you're not being fair about it, and you're just selling it on that aspect. That's kind of shitty, right? Yeah, because yeah, that's obviously crappy. after after the, the 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 period of you getting either zero percent or whatever 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 period the introductory
1: have, rate. Right. We'll call um, that. Yeah, but sure. at the same time, like there has to be an incentive for the person to pay the thing off, and so like if if I were a business, if I were Snap or whoever, right, I, I'm running the business. I'm going to looking at it as my main source of revenue is the two percent I collect from the merchant or whatever percentage that happens to be. But I, I'm trying to collect that money, and my incentive to make sure that or the what I incentivize my cuss the 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 person being loaned the money. How I incentivize them paying me back as quickly as possible so I can get my funds back is telling them, hey, in 90 days, this is going to triple in price.
2: Well, I mean, let's let's be honest here. Uh, <laughs> these financing companies, I guess, in that respect, now looking at the flip side, when you look at the, the 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 reason why these companies are in existence and actually how they make their money is kind of selling people down the river, right? It's like, okay, I'll lend you this five hundred dollars but you know if you default and they're not going to tell you if you default you're gonna they, they have to obviously legally show it in some way it's so transparent now
1: In dude, you should see the new the new formats like everybody has had to change it because these laws are getting so strict now that like easy pay uh snap qualify they all had to change the format and the way they lay it out you used to be able to pencil whip everything and and just push it through, push it through. You can't do that anymore. Now they have to like sit there and like I understand that after ninety days, this seven hundred dollars will turn into twenty two hundred dollars. I understand that. I acknowledge this. Click yes, sign here, and th- they have to do it like two or three times. And you have to collect all this information. And I get it. As They're they doing it to. And you know what And you know what
3: else though? Go ahead. They'll. Here is the thing. If that option is not offered, right? If you, somebody brings you a car, it's no longer drivable, needs a transmission, needs an engine. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm not cool with offering this financing option because whatever, make up your reason or whatever legitimate reason, your values, whatever. Those people will go to a local dealership and they will loan them. They will apply for subprime credit and get a 24.5% car loan i've seen them do it a 100 times that's very true i've seen them do it so we're not they'll do it themselves they don't need us to tell them to go apply for subprime credit and so what what, what i'm saying is, is as far as the guilt factor on our end by having some sort of service that's willing to loan them money for you know an arbitrary amount of time for an arbitrary introduction rate, you know, before it gets jacked. I mean, these people will do it on their own if their car's not drivable all the That's time. Right. They'll That's they'll right. do it. They will do it every freaking time. Because I know one thing, they ain't gonna walk. <laughs> right? That's right. That's they'll, right. They'll go do it every yeah. single time. That's so right. as far as you know like are we the a holes for offering the company that no. Like if, if we don't let them go, you know, uh, $4,200 deep on this company that gives them six months to pay, they'll go 18 grand deep on a company at the same interest rate that the interest rate starts the first month they're paying on the thing.
2: Yeah. That's, you, you know I what I think mean? About that, but that's actually very, very, uh, very true statement. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be somebody, right? So it's, they're going to do it to themselves rather. That's what I meant. <laughs> they're going to,
3: they're going to do it to themselves.
2: 100 absolutely they
3: will they'll, they'll, i mean you've seen it adam oh yeah oh yeah uh, right you've oh, seen yeah. it they'll they'll be upside down on their car they'll be in the hole six grand on their car they'll take that thing to the dealership and they'll drop it off and they'll run out of there with a new one with their you know with their you know 580 credit score and you know 20 seven percent financing or whatever they can jack them for nowadays i don't know i've been out of the dealer world long enough i don't know what the you know insane rate for subprime credit is anymore at the dealership but they'll
1: uh, (laughs) you're not getting a loan if it's subprime like you're going to buy here pay here
3: yeah there you go so what's what's worse what's worse buy here pay here or they get six months to pay david they get six months to pay the company that loan that paid david to put the transmission in their car that's, you know, maybe close to paid for,
1: right? What's the lesser of two evils? I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.